Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Black Fist Friends with me, Robert. With me, Pete. Man, like Mo. Do you know where it is, yeah? I'm Don't talk about fiddling. I'm Don't out here about. fiddling with the, with the camera settings. Obviously, the light isn't the way it is, but I realised that I've got, like, studio lighting. Like, this is a regular thing. This is studio lighting. Obviously, it's highlighting man's face a bit more. Cheers! And then I've got portrait mode. Hey, it's blurred the background a little piece again, highlighting the face. Obviously, Apple and that you man can't do this. Yeah, how you doing portrait mode, but you're still landscape? Think about it. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> also, to be fair, we are actually on a Mac because I'm using my work laptop. But you're so. not using a work camera. You're using a different camera. Okay. <laughs> Have you something. have you updated to the new the latest um system? Yeah. Okay, guys, we're, guys, we're not doing this right now. That's right. Remember, <laughs> was getting all of this stuff last last week. Oh, it doesn't recognize me. Oh, <laughs> it's too dark. <laughs> hey, there we go. Other hand, you gonna capture the other hand? I'm not gonna try in case I get rejected. <laughs> <laughs> I think no. it does a heart as well. Hey. Yeah, that's a heart. That's a, that's like a thing. Let me turn it off. Yeah. Hey! <laughs> Why does it do the wedding, bro? <laughs> <laughs> that's a rave thing. Yeah. yeah. That's so I'll turn it off now, though. Yeah. Okay, okay, I okay. Have a mic mode. Isolation. How's that sounding? Not as good. Yeah, no, no. Oh. You haven't got that much noise in your background, so it's having to Stay. overcompensate for nothing. I've gone, I've gone back to the normal thing. I thought yeah. first isolation would have been a sick thing, but I will. I'm just figuring out the things, you know? Anyway. Yeah. First things first, rest in peace. Matthew Perry, gone. Never forgotten. Yeah. He'll be forgotten. He won't be forgotten. He will be forgotten. I don't. I'm just saying, like, if you're gonna say something, be accurate. Peter's been such a hater about <laughs> Matt Perry dying since last week. I've well, been a hater. Well, I didn't know him. I didn't know him. Why should they be sad? I didn't know him yeah. personally. And then Chandler, lots of people died. Chandler was a classic. He's a classic. How many He's people died in Gaza this this week? <laughs> you're gonna cry well, about one guy. Are, are any of them friends? Think about. It. Will you be there? Will, will you be there for them? When the rain starts to pour, when you there, were you there for Chandler? Yeah, when he died, he was there for me. <laughs> Selfish. Rest in peace, bro. Second thing, second. Oh, sorry. You don't have to whisper, just. Okay, second thing, second. <laughs> Manage energy. So I was on YouTube today. Actually, never mind. Don't be silly. What is? I think you're in the hot seat this week. Okay. La- cool. Last week we did a one for one. Yeah. That's cool. Okay. Do you want to go first? I don't have a question. I need to figure out my okay. life. Okay, Moses, my question for you is, if someone doesn't, isn't, isn't excited about spending time with God, does that say something about their work? Yeah. That's a good question. Um, I, if, you, if by walk you mean their current state, then yes, but if by walk you mean the whole salvation, no. Okay. Um, 
because as a Christian, we um, life happens in it. Sometimes, like physical things may may be going on where you're not getting enough sleep, blah blah blah, and then you're just not. You just want to sleep, or you just you're just not in that in that space to be like, oh, I want to I want to get up early and spend time with God or whatever. Um, so I'll say it's a reflection on your current state in the same way that if if you are used to waking up every morning and going to the gym but then for the like for the past week you haven't done that then that's indicative of something whether you're not feeling well or your mind state isn't in the right space or whatever to indicate that something isn't um how it normally is it doesn't necessarily mean that you're no longer fit or you're no longer like an athlete or whatever it is that you, you are training to, uh, towards. So yeah, I'll say if if you're currently not in the space of wanting to spend time with God, um, just evaluate what's going on around you, what's um, what state you're in, and what it is that's causing that. Um, because arguably, in the times that we don't want to spend time with God, is the times when we actually should um it's like when we're extremely tired to be like god i'm extremely tired this is i'll be more prone to do super stuff so i need your spirit even more so now than when i feel like i'm in a good space um obviously when you feel like you're in a good space you still only got spirit car if you think you stand take heed lest you fall um but yeah if a whole bunch of stuff is happening in your life you feel super busy and you're like i don't have time to spend time with god actually no that's you actually need to spend time with god during those times so yeah i would say um it's not indicative of <clears throat> um the walk in terms of overall but it is a it's almost like an amber flag not so much a red flag but i'll say an amber flag to be like yo just take stock and address whatever it is that's kind of taking you away um, and recognizing that we're not always going to get it perfect. That's where kind of grace comes into it. We're not always going to get it perfect. Um, but yeah, evaluate. I've heard people say that if you can get excited about a Beyonce concert, but you're going to get the same way excited at praise and worship, something's wrong. Do you believe that's, that's true? I feel like them people need to sit down. Um, <laughs> Because for, I, I don't go to Beyonce concerts. I don't care about Beyonce concerts. Okay, let's say it was but like Be a Gram concert. Let's say it was a Skepta. Okay. Like, if, if it was a Gram, like, like a, whatever it is, like a propaganda, like whatever it is, yeah, that doesn't happen every Sunday. <laughs> that doesn't happen every Sunday. You justify. <laughs> Bro, like, you, you don't go to a Beyonce concert every Sunday. Arguably, you should be living a life of worship, so you should always be in a space of worship. Um, but yeah, I feel like some Christians just feel the need to always rain on people's parade. Anything that kind of brings them joy and stuff, to be like, no. Like, <laughs> the, the TikTok that Gems sent to the group a while ago, talking about how can you spend five hours on your phone as a child of God? Like, why? Why? You made a whole song getting at people for being on their phones. Five hours is a lot, though. Have you prayed for five hours? Bro. Have you been on your knees for five hours? Bro, I can guarantee you 
that minimum you're spending about that on your phone. Who me? All the listeners, all the watchers, all the listeners, whatever, you're spending about that much on your phone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So not it's not just necessarily, like, though. Don't say that with so much confidence. Not necessarily. Well, between phone calls, listening to podcasts, watching stuff on, on YouTube, just sending messages, you're spending five hours on your phone. I think, I, I think it's for the word. Uh, no, 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 no. Anyway, it's, it's not, it's not important. It's not important. Well, yeah. Pete's convicted. That's why I tried to change <laughs> No, 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 no. The reason I can say it's not is because I know I don't spend that long on my phone because of stuff I've set up. Like I only get thirty minutes YouTube, fifteen minutes Instagram, fifteen minutes Facebook. So I know I can't go five hours on it unless navigation podcast and stuff like that but yeah yeah like it's listening just... to stuff on your phone and yeah. when i mean on your phone i don't necessarily mean glued to the screen but i right. mean using your phone so even if you're listening to spotify yeah fair fair um it doesn't necessarily need to be screen time um because mm. i've set up the screen time thing on my ipad as well and i'm averaging about four hours um a day because it tells you every Monday, how long, how much you've averaged for the past week. Yeah. I'm averaging about four hours. And um, I'm seeing it as like between commute, between doing stuff for the kids and blah, blah, blah. Even like, no, I use my phone and stuff. Like, yeah, it makes sense. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, some Christians yeah. just feel but, the need to rain on parades for no reason. So the, the point I was going to go to was there is that aspect of things where it's like, as soon as anyone has any amount of joy, we, we some people try and find any way to bring that down. Um, my mum was like that. If she sees you laughing, it's like, why are you laughing? There's dishes to go and do. There's something <laughs> they need to do. <laughs> when we were younger, it was like, can you not just see me <laughs> live? But then there is also, I think, maybe a, a more sobering thought to be had where mm. if for real, like... Beyonce is coming to town and like because we saw how some of those things were like I saw one I don't know if either Robert or Mo or someone put in one of the groups that someone had used so there was a TikTok and it was a guy I think kicking his girlfriend out because his girlfriend had taken money from his son's account wow, I think to, buy, to buy Beyonce tickets yeah. right so there's a level of excitement that's a bit crazy it's for the son's surgery for the, for the son's surgery yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he bought Beyonce tickets with it. So there's there's a I think yeah, there 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 should be a a sort of just a, a reflection like I'm getting disgusted about Beyonce. You know, am I not to say every Sunday I need to be disgusted about church, but I think there is there should be or, or there's room for a sort of reflection on you know how much is my heart invested in this that the third versus what actually really matters but do you yeah. think the way but, but, but do you think the way you would react to a beyonce or to beyonce or like a beyonce concert is the same way you should react to god or is or is there a different reverence which means your posture and how you come to god is different if that reverence is there and so i think that's the question to, to be had because mm -hmm. it's like yeah okay cool uh, maybe every Sunday isn't a concert. And yeah, Beyonce doesn't work for me either, but every Sunday is not a super unique event. Fair. However, I think if I, 
if I do get excited about something and I'm like, I don't see, I, I think what I'm saying is the reflection should be had as to whether or not there is any sort of reverence for God that I am either missing or I'm not paying attention to. That means I can get this excited about this. But when was the last time I was excited about God that much? Yeah, yeah, when he gave me the funds to buy the Beyonce but... tickets. Come on, amen. <laughs> but it's like in 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 the in the example of the girl taking the guy's son's money for surgery and stuff. Oh, that she thing, needs to go to jail, bro. That's that's for me. I would see charges. that as an extreme. I would see yeah. that almost as an extreme. Yeah. I would see it as um, it's like as as. And I'm, I'm looking at it more so specifically to believers. If as believers you're stealing money, money to go watch Beyonce, fam, that's... If you're stealing money to do anything, that's a problem. That's a problem. That's a problem. Um, but if there's genuine excitement to go see your favourite, so long as the music isn't whatever, um, if there's genuine excitement to go see your favourite artist, um, I'll be like, cool, like, enjoy it. But if, if it's if it's leading you into spaces where it's just it's clearly against God's word, then I'm like, yo, that's a bit mad. Yeah. But yeah, I'll say like, yeah, cool. enjoy it, man. Cool. I've got my question now. Okay. So my question is, Mo, um, there's a ton of stuff going on in the world. Mm-hmm. There's wars and rumors of wars. There's famine, there's disease. You sound like Matthew 24 right now, but... Yeah, specifically, I intentionally did that. What sort of current catastrophe should the Christian be concerned with? Right? Is it whatever the media is presenting as the hot topic? Mm. Is it whatever? And how should we prioritise what we are concerned with, what we are praying about, what we are giving towards, considering yeah. how much is actually going on right now? That's a really good question. Um, I know, I asked it. <laughs> <laughs> and my, my answer is, um, going back to Paul, when he's like, not everyone is the eye, not everyone is the hand, not everyone is the ear. Each person will have different burdens, and within those different burdens, hopefully by the grace of God, all the bird, all the problems within the world will be covered. Mm-hmm. And so, if you are faithful with whatever God has placed on your heart, and you do something tangibly about that, now tangibly could look different. It could look like donating. It could look like it could look like whatever, but you do something towards that. Um, then, as the body, we are collectively doing something about pretty much everything that's happening in the world. Um, so I wouldn't say there's one particular focus or anything. I would say different members, different emphasis, different things. And so allow the spirit of God to kind of move you. And your your heart may be moved because you may have family in Gaza. And so there's a personal connection there. Or you may have family in Congo, because I know that there's stuff happening in Congo at the moment. And so, again, there may be that. Or you may not even have family there, but you're very much about this pan-African diaspora stuff. And so you're very much just like you're aware of it and you're clued up. And you're grieved that Gaza is getting more attention than what's happening there. And I was not saying that's less or more or whatever, but you're just like one is getting coverage, one is not. 
Yeah. And so you're then using your platforms or your energies or whatever to, to bring attention to this or to do something about that. Or you may just be, you may just have a heart for your village where you're like, mm -hmm. yo, there's people there about clean water. And so the least that I can do is just send a little 20 pound so that they can get like a little <laughs> They can get like a tank of clean water and stuff. Um, and so, yeah, I feel like within um, within the body, there is space and there's there's actually an, um, a need, a president to for us to focus on different things and not to look down on one person because their burden isn't the same as yours. Um, but to champion each other to be like, yo, like let's link hands and let's try to chip away at all the injustices and all the negativity that's happening, all the sin mm. that's kind of happening within the world. Um, and yeah, just just tackle it. That's good. That's, that's a perfect answer. Mm. Yeah. yeah, cool. I'm more than happy with that. So, cool. all right, let's get into the topic for today. Moses is out of the hot seat, back into it again. Cause I thought, oops, sorry. <laughs> um, so I thought that it will be. It's gonna work. It's gonna work. Good. It's gonna work. Yeah. Look at this demon, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, because uh, of the date. And I don't know how many more we're going to have before it happens. But you guys are reaching 10 years soon. So I thought maybe you could give us some keys. Mm. Some keys mm. to, some, some keys and some some, 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 some insight into how you, you made it so far. Because people don't be making it to 10 years, you know. Bro. Bro. Talk about America, it. I know I haven't even make it, made it to a year. It's wild. It's wild. Um, but yeah, but but like, but like first question, how does it how does it feel knowing that you're about to make it to ten years? It feels it feels really surreal. Um, it feels really surreal because like Leia isn't even ten yet, mm. and it's like thankfully that's what you want. A marriage that's older <laughs> than your oldest child, um, within the marriage, anyways. Um, and yeah, it feels like I, I do not take it for granted. That's the one thing that I'm just like, wow, like this, this is significant. Um, and I think it's even more so for our generation and the, like the generation just after us and by the generation, yeah, even like, yeah, the generation just after us, because now relationships have lost its significance um when i was younger relationships felt a bit more significant it felt a bit more weighty it felt a bit more like it held substance but now relationships are almost like underwear you just change it whenever yeah. like it's just I think social media and like media in general has just created yeah. this illusion of choice. Like it, it's just, yeah. And I've, I've, I've got a friend who like gone through relationships and 
has just realized how much a previous relationship is impacting the next relationship. And I was just reflecting and I was like, we often take for granted how much baggage we carry forward by virtue of going through relationships. Mm. Um, and it's like the next generation is almost in a worse position because of how loose morals seem to be, just how, yeah, it's just chopping and changing. And this notion of just no sense of account, no, se no sense of sexual accountability, no sense of relational accountability, just do whatever you want to do. Talk, and it's just like, you are setting yourself up for a fail. And it will only be by the grace of God if, if you don't feel the full brunt of that fail. So yeah, I, I am... I am significantly, like, I, I really, I don't take it for granted. I'm really just like, wow, like, it's been 10 years. Um, looking around me and just seeing other relationships and stuff, I'm just like, wow, like, yo, 10 years. Yeah. So, yeah, I, it's, it's, I'm just taking it in. I'm not taking it for granted. And I'm, I'm also even more committed to seeing God's hand in this marriage to see it and recognizing that without God, it, it won't play out well. Mm. Um, like we both need God um, in order to do this thing well. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's, yeah, I'm more mindful of my dependence on God and I'm grateful for how long he's, how much he's kind of taken us and I'm I'm deeply appreciative of gems. Cause it's like, right, you've stuck with man for 10 years. That's that's a lot. Yeah. Question for Peter, how do you think that most 10 years has has impacted your is it come to seven years? Uh six years. Six years. This year, yeah. Has it impacted us? Yeah. Or has a pack well, I don't know. Fact that you can't, I can't, you can't be Frenita. But for you, have like having Moses as almost like a forerunner in the field of marriage. How how, how has seeing him go forward affected how you do marriage, if in any way? I think what what I um. So I haven't necessarily even thought about the time. Um, which is probably a, a bad thing uh, to, to sort of get used to it and, and lose track of time, I'd say. But what, what, I, what I have noticed is, um, I think it's learning from, learning from Mo, learning from yourself, learning from the marriages around, the importance of sort of feeding back into the, the, the marriage. And um, I think for me specifically, um, and this won't be like a, well, maybe it will be something someone can learn from, but I, I have a tendency to want to systematize everything and 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 sort of get on with stuff. Um, and so, like, we've got a kid to take care of now, so I'm like, yeah, I'm not thinking about dates. I'm not thinking about, um, you know, even, even stuff like spending time just 
talking. You know, it's like, well, we're both working. We're both, you know, there's stuff to do. So we talk about stuff that needs to be talked about and then move on. And it's like, that's not that's not healthy. That's not useful. And so, you know, I've, I've definitely learned that much and, and sort of try to, try to and fail most of the time, but sometimes succeed at, you know, getting better at the, the still dating your wife, not just being functional, um, but you know, still trying to appeal to the emotions and stuff. So that that much I think. Definitely. Yeah, I think for me, I think it's like even in like even getting to see like you guys' early days, just seeing how real relationships are. <laughs> Because I remember there'll be times back in the day we'd go and record at your house. Jamila would not hide how she was feeling. (laughs) (sighs) Sometimes. I was like, like, yo, is this this how wives be being? (laughs) She is not one to hide her emotions, boy. She is not one to hide her emotions. And so it's like, okay. So, like, at that time, okay, I've done the boyfriend-girlfriend thing, so I think I patterned that. But it looks like this mm. whole marriage thing is like a whole whole new level. Yeah. Go, go be careful, otherwise your, your your wife will pattern you if you're not careful, bro. Well, <laughs> well. You can't hear yourself in the room. Oh, can I hear myself? Oh, am I loud? Yeah, you are. <laughs> awesome. uh, I realised, so like, you probably can't hear yourself in the room, that's why. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Nah, cool. Yeah, I think... A a lesson that has been really significant is um, you're you're not like a good marriage isn't particularly one where everyone agrees all the time. Mm. There is going to be friction. There is going to be tension. There is going to be disagreements, and sometimes that's healthy. Sometimes having your perspective challenged actually opens you up to a different perspective that you wouldn't have thought about. Um, I had thought, oh, boom, like we're married, everything is one now, so you need to agree, like we need to agree on everything, um, which predominantly meant I need, I wanted her to agree with me. Mm. Um, <laughs> but I didn't, it didn't always work out. 80% of the time it didn't work. Um, but it's facilitating space for growth facilitating space for growth where both of you are growing as individuals as as sons of god and daughters of god and as a couple as parents as just facilitating space for growth a willingness to to love the new version of the person every day Mm. um even when the person doesn't know what the impact of that growth is in the meantime because sometimes when you're growing you 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 recognize that there's a change, but you don't quite recognize its implications. Um, and so loving the person through that messy middle of growth and of change um, and facilitating space for that. And again, when there is growth, there's there's often frictions, you're outgrowing old mindsets and old ways of doing things. And so constantly having to reevaluate and to see, okay, based on how you've grown, what does that mean for this? Or what does that mean for that? How do we come together and do X? Um, so yeah, that, that has been the most challenging thing of, of, of late, but I think we're, we're coming into a nice, 
little um, groove. Um, Kev on stage actually had a discussion with his wife and he, he put it in some, when he was talking to his wife, they, they phrased it in some way that I think Peter particularly may, may appreciate. Um, so his wife was saying she tolerated certain things because she didn't want to bruise his ego, but didn't really, and this, this is not the part that I think you'd appreciate. I'll get to that part in a minute. Um, <laughs> she was tolerating some things because she didn't want to bruise her ego, but she realized that in tolerating those things, she was suppressing who she actually was. And Kevin, what Kev wasn't actually getting to know her, but was interacting based off of what he thought she should like. Um, mm. And based off what he thought she should like was based on him trying to stunt and wanting her to appreciate it for his own ego. But when she started to reject things and be like, no, I didn't want that Chanel bag just because you're starting to make more money doesn't mean that I want the most, most expensive stuff. I was happy with X. Um, he then started to feel some type of way, but then he had to swallow his ego and, and he explained it in a way, and this is what I think Peter would enjoy. It's like, he, he was like, it felt like his wife was constantly waking up with new firmware, but he didn't get the, the download spec to, mm. to realize what the differences were. Mm. All he knew was that, yo, there's something different about the phone and I don't know how to interact with it. <laughs> mm. So it's like there's, there's, there's that continual update. There's that continual firmware update. Mm. And you don't always get the manual. You don't always get the, the, the upwind, the development notes to see mm. what is different. You kind of have to discover it for yourself. And for some, there is, there is that um, delight and discovery. But again, there, there will be frustration where the shortcuts don't work anymore. And so you're having to try to do different things and like the wallpaper isn't quite sitting the way it was sitting before and stuff. So yeah, it's, and when he said that, I was like, that's, that's really helpful. And again, that's comes back down to communication where it's just like communicating what, what the differences are, like where it's coming from and how, how we're growing and stuff. So yeah, the, the deeper we're getting, the more I'm realizing how important communication is and i heard someone you see when people are online and they're trying to sound mad deep for no reason mm -hmm. and they're like oh, communication is not key what is key is understanding Jeez. i'm like i'm like bro i hear you but if you're communicating well you should understand <laughs> like you don't communicate you just don't talk for the sake of talking you talk to to comprehend well, you can't you understand that which is not communicated. Bro. It's, 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 it's unnecessary. Because he's like, you can talk all you want, but if the person don't understand it, then, then I'm like, then you're not communicating. C.S. Lewis would have said, this is one of those things that you would have better off not saying anything than Bro. to say that to waste time. <laughs> Bro. So, yeah, I would, I would say, um, yes. Um communication but don't just listen for the sake of listening like genuinely try to communicate understand each other and stuff um yeah, yeah. um any tips on conflict resolution that you've picked up over the years 
Fam, I've done it wrong so many times. Um, there's, I think, understanding your conflict conflict style and your communication style is helpful. Um, the sickest thing, yeah, is that I've turned my computer on so that the light can reflect on my face, but the computer wallpaper is gems getting her makeup done for our wedding so i'm just looking at it and i'm just like all oh, right like man's talking 10 years ago like yeah it's mad um one one resource that was really helpful is the htb marriage course shout out htb marriage course and and it's free it's free um I can't emphasize that it's it's free. Like you have to you you buy the journals, but the the pre-recorded resources are free. Um, and it had some it had some keys about conflict resolution where I was just like, wow, like this is this is so helpful. It's it was like there's there's like three different types of people in in conflict. One is the rhino where something's wrong and they just keep keep hammering at it like we need to go at go at this to i think it's two rhino and, and a, and a hedgehog. turtle and the hedgehog and i think there's a turtle as well mm. um, i remember the turtle i remember the hedgehog okay i think the turtle is they they okay yeah it might be the hedgehog it's probably the same so it's probably they, the same where they like go into themselves yeah they go into the themselves and their prickles are kind of out and then yeah. you can't really yeah they kind of use their prickle to defend themselves and the rhino is just trying to butt heads to be like no we need to solve this and so if there's a rhino and a hedgehog then it's just like the rhino is trying to solve it but the hedgehog has retreated and it's coiled its quills are out so it's defending itself um and then that's that's not doing anything um but and so recognizing, okay, I'm a rhino. I'm just, I'm just like we need to solve it right now, right here, right now. Gems is like, no, I need time to think. I need to process. But so she recoils. <clears throat> and so recognizing that, recognize that, okay, I'm gonna need to understand her process and stuff. But also recognizing that I was a rhino due to anxiety. And thinking if it isn't resolved right now, then there's a problem without just knowing that no, we're still cool. There's tension, but as a couple, we're still all right. Um, and another key that was really helpful is not seeing your partner as the problem, but seeing the problem as a third entity in the relationship. So you and your partner are coming together to address the third entity, the problem. So it's not saying, no, you messed up, but it's just like, oh, right, like there's a problem. How do we come together to solve this? Um, and that that framed problems in a way that it isn't personified in, in your partner. Oh, that one's so annoying, you know. Especially when you know it's, it's not you that caused the problem. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so helpful. Because now you don't approach the conversation from from an accusatory perspective, mm. but more so just like this is how I feel when this happens. How do you feel when that happens? Okay, how can we come together to solve this? 
And so, yeah, no one approaches conflict defensively. But hopefully there's more of an air to to explore, to be open and to kind of see how how we can come together as a couple and, and deal with this. So, yeah, that that was a practical one. Um, and if, if you want more insight, um, that may even be my hookup. I've actually been giving people that a lot recently in terms of uh, marriages. Bro, the way that door just opens slowly behind you. <laughs> I don't want to log up. <laughs> yeah, I've been giving people, I've been recommending that to people just for like, yeah, just check it out. Like it's been mm. super helpful. Even just having a regular, they they um, suggest having like a regular time on a weekly basis to get it done. And then after that, keeping that same time as a date night. Mm. So because you've done however many weeks of it on a same night, kind of keep the same night as a date night and stuff. And then they're like, alternate the date nights. So both parties feel loved. Like, oh, the other person is going to spoil me this week. Okay, cool. I'm going to spoil them next week. And then, yeah, kind of keep it like that. Um, yeah. So that that was helpful. Mm. Really helpful. Have you found conflict resolution, Peter? Yeah, no, I think, uh, like Mo said, yeah, I've done it. I've done it very wrong uh, for a long time. Um, I yeah I I haven't finished we haven't finished that marriage course, um, so I didn't even know about the hedgehog and the rhino and stuff like that. Um, uh, but I think I think it's what what I've noticed has been useful is having a healthy balance of sweeping under the sweeping stuff under the rug temporarily, but then mm. also not making a mountain of a molehill. So there's when i say sweeping under the rug it's like everything doesn't have to be dealt with immediately yeah like some things can chill but then that doesn't mean that you ignore it at the same time it doesn't mean that if something happens it has to be a big deal it doesn't sometimes it doesn't have to be a big deal you don't have to make a big deal out of it and it's like finding the balance there some somewhere i think that that's been useful when when i've got that right has been good um but yeah yeah i think i i i think it's it's useful to to have understanding of how people process things because that can also affect if you think this person is just attacking you but actually that's them trying to solve a problem mm. you know then you add another problem to the problem so i think that's useful as well that's good how about yourself robert mm. um i think for me, whenever there's there's a conflict, I'm always, or or like I try and be future minded, and think to think that there's going to be an us after this um this this, this conflict. Mm. Uh, no. Yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah. Is this better? Yeah. 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 It sounded it's, like the bottom was rattling a little bit, but I no, think sorry, it's better. I'm, now. I think I'm fiddling too much. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm trying to figure out what's going on. Is it the wire? Unless it's me. I'm not thinking it's the wire. It might be the wire. Okay. Hello, can you hear me? This is fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can hear you clearly. Yeah. I think um, just keeping in mind, oh, well, I, I try to keep in mind that there's still going to be an us after this conflict. So, trying to, so, so when we're having the conflict, 
not saying or doing anything that will cause trouble for the us that's coming afterwards. Mm. Mm. You know? And, yeah, and just thinking, like, okay, why we're, we're having a problem, but it's me and you forever. So there's this conflict. It will get it will, it will get sorted. So let's find a way to sort it and deal with it. Mm. Um, I'm, I think I'm very much a hedgehog. Hedgehog? Hedgehog. You know, mm. I like to take time to calm down. I, I don't like arguing in, in, in the moment because I don't want to say something that I can't. Oh, you've died! You died. Oh no! Okay, it's back mm. again now. Yeah. Okay, it's like I'm in those those old school headphones where you have to hold the position. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and just making sure. Yeah. So, so I I try not to argue in, in here at the moment because it takes me a while to process my feelings mm. and my thoughts. Um, and I don't want to say something that. <laughs> she might not want to hear or I'll say it in a way that's that's not nice that's happened a couple of times but you know we're learning I'm only I'm, I'm only Bro. on year one going into year two yeah this is it boy yo ten six two crazy look how far we've come four years apart I was going to say everyone's waiting four years I don't know about waiting <laughs> <laughs> One thing as well that was super helpful for me in the beginning. <clears throat> so after we got married, um, this I was I was on my super Calvinistic bag. Um, I had asked the pastor who um, presided over the over the ceremony to disciple me. But I was very much just like, yeah, like I'll come, I'll help, like I want to see you do your 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 um, preaching notes and blah blah blah, this and that. And Mama was like, yo, like, chill. But what he did offer me instead was like a a six week, just like conversation. Um, and that happened right after marriage, and so like every six to eight weeks, I'd just go to him, and it was almost like a counseling session. I'll just sit with him and I'll just talk. He's like, so how are things going? What are you finding difficult? Blah, blah, blah. And then like, I could literally vent. I could, and then he would, there was always godly counsel, godly challenge, prayer, um, a, a different perspective. And knowing that he was for the marriage, not for me. Mm-hmm. And so all the advice that he was giving was for the better of the marriage. Like, he he wasn't my pastor, (laughs) you know, like that. So he's not going to take my side over anything. Um, And that happened for, like, the first year and a half of our marriage. And that was, like, invaluable. So invaluable. Like, even when when our church closed, before we came to his house, we visited his church a couple of times. And it felt so, like, there was a different feeling to have gone back there, like, eight years after getting married with our kids. Mm. And then him seeing, like, yo, like, like this is growing. Um, and knowing that, for me, valuing his insight and his input into my life, where it's just like, 
there were certain things that I didn't know how to say to Gems in the moment. And so I'd kind of bottle up emotions and stuff, but I could say it with him and I could like think it through, be challenged, see a different perspective and then come to Gems in a much more wholesome way and try to solve, to solve that and process it with her. Um, yeah. I, I advise all the new couples to be like, yo, if, if you can find someone like that, I feel like I'm very, I was very fortunate to have that. Um, I feel like I was very fortunate and I don't take it lightly. Um, but I'm always like, if you can find something like that, I highly recommend it. Even if you need to pay for it, like counseling, like if, mm -hmm. even if, if you can afford it, I'll be like, yo, like do it. For the sake of your marriage and for the sake of your sanity, whilst you go through that initial adjustment period where your expectations may be met or may not be met, um, it, it's invaluable. I, I can co-sign that. I think um, one thing that's been very helpful to us is recognising and sort of seeking counsel from... Um, we, we had um, Zara's godparents who are, you know, much more ahead of us in terms of, like, years in marriage and, and years mm. in life. Um, and having that sort of neutral third party uh, that can speak into you guys and, and sort of hear some of your gripes and offer an alternative uh, perspective or sometimes support your perspective and it's like actually you are right be extremely helpful so yeah I'd, I'd definitely sign that yeah and I liked what you said about finding the right language and I think it's really important that as you're going through marriage that you and your partner you find your language within the marriage mm. and yeah. that's gonna that's gonna change over the years but yeah yeah, yeah. learning to communicate yeah. and like, like picking up on the cues of your partner can be really helpful yeah. and yeah. yeah and even to that I would say like almost 10 years deep as, as Robert just said like it's going to be changing I am still learning yeah. I am still learning language like yeah and so certain conversations that used to be difficult aren't quite as difficult now but then I'm picking up new tips into into certain other conversations and stuff so yeah like it, it's for as long as you two are alive there's always a learning curve and just for the people that are like me don't think that because they say something a certain way they want to hear it in that way because <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like oh i've got a formula to this i'll just use your language and then try and express the same thing, to, you know, express things to you in the manner in which you express things to me. That don't work. Well, <laughs> the double standards are real. Bro. You got to recognize. But it, it's, 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 it's also interesting because even when we look at love languages, sometimes the way we receive love isn't the way that we like to display we love. Express it. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And so sometimes the way we communicate isn't the way we like to be spoken See, to. You say that to me and I just hear inconsistency. <laughs> inefficient. <laughs> but it's the reality, isn't it? It is yeah. reality. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, I can see that we're tired. So let's, let's, let's make wrap up a bit early. But final question. Mm. Mm. This? You've, you've, you've survived 10 years. What do you want the next 10 years to look like? Oof. That's a good question. I think, so again, going back to um, Neil, 
the pastor who um, presided over our ceremony, um, he said a marriage is like building a building and every day you lay a new foundation. Um, so it's like not taking yesterday, not taking everything that's come for granted. Just be like, oh, I'm just going to build from this, but taking every new day to be like, yo, like I will take today from scratch everything that has happened, every like argument or whatever. I'm going to like lay it to the side and dedicate myself to you. Um, yeah, I think fundamentally, I would want the next 10 years to look like <clears throat> daily waking up and choosing to love gems. Um, not just taking it for granted. Like, oh yeah, she's my wife, I love her. But there's an intentionality, waking up and choosing to love her. Um, like waking up and choosing to trust in God, waking up and choosing to, to dedicate my life to him and and to love my wife as as Christ loves the church and to lead a godly life and to to like raise godly children and stuff daily waking up and choosing that um so I would want I would want the next 10 years to look like a consistent intentional desire to love my wife um practically um, so almost like flowing out of that, I would, I would want like, obviously we want a business. I would want the business to be in a very good place. Um, a lot more sustainable, a lot more reach. Um, in 10 years, our kids would be flipping you know, 25, 18 and 14. That's crazy. Mm. But obviously, the older they get, the more freedom we will have to just like up and leave them and go traveling or something. Um, so I would I would want more experiences with with her, just enjoying culture, enjoying life. I would want to know her more. I'd, I would I would want to know that we have we have grown in our faith and in our love for each other. Um, as parents, um, as friends, both to each other and to other people. Yeah, I, I would just, I would want, I would want our love to be, um, to have grown. I think that's that's what it would be. I would want our love to be grown. I think the only practical thing would just be writers and scribes. But I have no idea where we're gonna live. Where I don't, I don't have. I would love to live in a place like this with this. And no, I'm just like, yeah. I would just want the love to to have grown and there to have been a daily intentional desire to to love her. That's good. Yeah. How about yourselves? Yeah. Ten lovely. years, you know. Ten years. What do you want to say? Sixteen years. Yeah. So I mean, six years in. And I am maybe only last month, or actually, yeah, only like past week, maybe actually getting a, a defined image of what I want the family sort of North Star to be, or, or what does it mean to be a Finn? Um, I'm only now sort of really getting a clear definition of that. So 10 years down the line, I'd like to see that, you know, 
come to fruition. I'd like to see what that looks like uh, for myself, for Anita, for you know all of our kids, um, however many we we end up having. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'll just be seeing seeing that, seeing where we go, following that North Star. Mm. So, yeah. Oh. Legacy, boy. Yeah. Legacy. Mm. I think for me, ten years time, hopefully a bit sooner. But I'd I'd want us to have found what our rhythm is mm. Mm. in terms of like doing life, looking after kids, looking after work, and just I don't know. So, so sometimes it can still feel a bit chaotic, you know. Mm. Um, in a sense of like you don't know what's going to happen. I I I'd like us to. Not be in a rut, but you know we're in motion, and but we're like, mm. it's like when, when you're on like a mechanical ball, and, and like you know those people that can ride it sick, and, and they and they can just move as the ball moves, mm. you know. Mm. Only you would use that analogy. You know? mm. <laughs> it's, it works though. It kind of works. It like, works. It's, 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 a Bobby, well. it's a Bobby <laughs> A analogy. It it's because I was watching a music video yesterday, and, and there was someone riding a mechanical ball. <laughs> that that doesn't that doesn't help. <laughs> I was going to say, though, I was going to say I'll be very um, curious to see particularly you, Robert, Andrea, um, how ministry fleshes out for you two. Because I know that, um, like, historically, you have spoken about different things ministry-wise and and even when you were considering marriage, you were think you were considering who could you see you doing what God had called you to do alongside of. So whether it's hospitality, whether it's like mm. children's homes and stuff like that, international ministry, evangelism and stuff like that. I know that that has been at the at the core of your consideration, both of your considerations for marriage. Mm. And so seeing that come to fruition for me, it's like, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yeah. I definitely think I've I've got the perfect partner. Mike. In crime. Oh. Is it better? Mike. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I I definitely know I found the best partner in crime. Like 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 even on Sunday doing a baby shower at your house, you know? Mm-hmm. Just, just, we could just do it. Yeah. You know? yeah. And I think that when it comes to like work and ministry and stuff, um, I think that's one area that we know that okay we can do this like mm. it, it, it might take some figuring out how to make it work but i don't think we ever doubt each other's capabilities mm. um when, when it comes to that uh, i think we're very b- 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 both aware of each other's strengths and weaknesses and i mm. to cover so like i'll let her do all the the people facing front stuff and I'll just work in the background and talk to anyone and be very happy doing so. <laughs> I hear that. I hear that. Yeah. It's like it's something that, um, yeah, I feel like Pete Peter's already in a, in his zone with, like, the media media side of stuff and formulating study stuff. Um, I know that there's, there's something bubbling for Anita. Um so we don't kind of see that. And yeah, with Gems, I already see her doing what, what she's doing, the, the platform. But yeah, I think that there's a a dynamic duo sense for you and Drea that I'm like, yeah, I, I wanna I wanna see this. 
I want to see it, the manifestation of what ministry looks like for you two. Um, <laughs> particularly because I, I feel like your ministry is not contained within your household. There's a, there's like a, a very outdoors kind of feel to your, to your ministry. It isn't just going to be hospitality, people coming over and you just feeding them and stuff. There's going to be like you going out and doing stuff. Um, so yeah, I'm quite keen on seeing how that, how that fleshes out. Oh, that's interesting. We international, mm. baby. Come on. <laughs> Cool. All right, let's round up. That was great. Thanks for that. Thanks for that word, Moses. I'll ponder it with my wife. Come on. Um, hookups. Um. Ooh, I'll go first. I'll I'll drop a double doozy. A double doozy because I didn't come last week, so I'm a double up. Like or I maybe just come down. Or maybe just come last week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. So the first one is the marriage course. As I said, I'll, I'll use that as my hookup. Nice. Um, if you just go HDB, if you, if you Google HDB marriage course, like it's there and it's free, um, the resources are free. Even like, bro, if you want to go even cheaper, you can print out the, the journal. <laughs> like they give you the PDF, you can print it out. Or you can just buy it. It's like 10 pounds for the fanciest one. <clears throat> it's you and your partner would need one. So that's about 20 pounds. And I think post and packaging is either free or like ridiculously cheap. And if you're lucky enough to be beside a HDB church, I say lucky enough, if you're if you're beside a HDB church, um, I think they run the marriage course in churches as well. Yeah, so are, I think they they're even running it at the moment actually. Yeah. So you can you can join and you're you're not gonna be having open air discussions about personal stuff. It's gonna mm-hmm. be one to one but you get the benefit of being around other couples as well. Um, but my second hookup is a ve- is an old anime. It's an old anime that I am hooked on at the moment. Um, Hajime no Ippo. <laughs> bro, bro, like I've, know- I've known of this anime for years, but I only just started watching it and I feel like this is the right time for me to watch it. Because I'm not even trying to spiritualise, but I'm watching it and I feel God just talking to man. And it's just the single-mindedness of Ippo and how he's dedicating everything to the craft of boxing. Um, and God is just, just like being single-minded, knowing what, like, trusting in what he's put before me and just being single-minded about it and just pouring my all into it. So yeah, every time I watch it, there's conviction to be single-minded about what God has put before me. And it's a dope anime. So yeah, um, Hajime no Ippo. And for you, Peter? Um, my hookup is going to be, uh, so recently there was a boxing fight, I think last weekend, uh, Francis Ngannou versus Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury, yeah. Um, and my hookup is to actually just go and check out Francis Ngannou. Um, I think his story is really um, encouraging. He's he he escaped from I think he escaped from Cameroon to France, like on a on a dinghy or something across the ocean. He was homeless, all of these things. Found his way into the UFC, got into a conflict of contract thing with the UFC, and then stepped out, trusted his like himself 
bagged a fight with Tyson Fury. And in the opinion of most like pundits that I've I've listened to, watched I haven't watched the fight, but the highlights actually won the fight mm. on his mm. pro boxing debut. Beat the biggest, the the unbeaten heavyweight champion of boxing from MMA. So yeah, just check out Francis Ngannou. He's got a good he's got a YouTube channel where he talks about some stuff. But even some of his past interviews, I think people find inspiration. From just him achieving his goals and sort of trusting in himself and making it. So, yeah, that's my hookup. My hookup is a book by the late Timothy Keller with his wife. I think she's still early. Oh, snap. Um, Timothy Keller passed away. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that, actually. A while ago. No, I knew, I knew that he was battling cancer. And then it got to a point where his daughter had tweeted through from his tour that he's like, just just pray for me. I'm going to go right. to the I Lord. I think we blah, put blah, in blah. the group that he, that he passed away. That's how you know I'm not be looking at some of the of links. Course, boy. <laughs> the Meaning of Marriage by Timothy Keller with his yes. wife, Kathy Keller. Yes. That's a really good book. So, um, yeah, give it, give it a look. Rest uh, let, me, let me see what um, he passed away. In May. This in year. In May. May this year. Oh, I remember. I remember now, actually. I do remember. Yeah, yeah. we talked about this. Yeah, 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 I do. I do remember. I might not have been on that, on that episode. No, we talked no, about it in the group. In the group. In the group. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm not paying attention to man. <sighs> but yeah. It's okay. Those who don't issue a role know, know me. They hear my they hear my voice. <laughs> You're not Jesus. You are not Jesus. <laughs> in the darkness. Of course you be in, of course you be in the darkness, demon. No, I'm the light in the darkness. You said in the darkness. I'm the light oh. in the darkness. What's it? Paul Paul says the devil comes like an angel of light. No, I didn't say I was the angel of light, I just said that I am the light. <laughs> you didn't say you're the light, Even you said more darkness. Blasphemous. Even more blasphemous you are the light. In the light. Pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, shout out for the intro out to music. Calvin Turner Audrey Amazing logo. You can find us on X slash Twitter at Furnace, not TBS Furnace. Um, Instagram at TBS Furnace. You can email us at tbsfurnace.com. You can find us at soundcloud.com forward slash Black Furnace, no apostrophe. On all the podcast websites and apps, Black Furnace with the apostrophe. And that's it. So this is the Black Furnace signing out. Black. Black.